It's series three of the Artists in Residence podcast and we are chuffed to have you with us. Last series we spoke to the likes of It's Nice, that senior editor, the co-founder of Inner City Swim Club Swim Dem Crew and the filmmaker behind the remake of Christina Aguilera's iconic beautiful music video about what it meant to them to use creativity for good as well as to share real examples of how people are acting on those good ideas and turning them into action. My name is Isabel Wilkinson and I started this project as a way to personally answer some big questions I had about creativity, problem solving, art and who creative opportunities are available to. My goal is to bring people together to share their ideas and work together to drive forward solutions to the big issues affecting people and the planet. When it comes to the hardest questions, consider this your invitation to join the table and create answers, because together we can all be artists in residence. Sam Sataria is the CEO of the Waterbear Network, an interactive streaming platform dedicated to the future of our planet. First described as the Netflix for nature, what Sam and the Waterbear team are building sets out to bridge the gap between knowledge and action when it comes to the climate crisis. Their mission to create systems change and measurable impact through storytelling couldn't be more aligned with what we believe at Artists in Residence. It was great to hear about Sam's career as he's moved through science, research, photography and storytelling and to hear his thoughts on how brands can drive impact, the B Corp movement, news of a soon to be released original production from some of the top talent involved with the swimmers and also some incredible advice on how you can bring your film idea to life. Enjoy. Hi, um, thank you very much, Isabel, for, for having me on. My name is Sam. I'm the CEO of the Water Bear Network. We'll talk about Water Bear over the next however long, but yeah, just in, in short, when we launched the company in deepest, darkest pandemic, actually, in December 2020, people called us the Netflix for nature. We kind of liked it. Uh, it you know, if you spoke to a nine-year-old or a 90-year-old, people kind of understood it. Oh, yeah, I get, I get what you do. Um, but we've always said there's a lot more to our story. Uh, and what we actually try to do is bridge the knowledge action gap. So to create change, to create impact, tangible, measurable impact with storytelling. Um, so we're a creative content studio. We, we produce and co-produce uh, films, documentary content, and we have a, a, a distribution streaming platform uh, where we actually bridge the gap between knowledge and action. So working with 150 NGOs around the world, through our technology, we give people the tools while they're watching to take an action. So that could be signing a petition or donating to a great cause or sharing with friends. You know, it means different things to different people. Um, and we are yeah, on this mission of creating systems change and, and measurable impact around the world through through storytelling. Amazing. A bit of a mic drop. <laughs> Can I go now? Is that us done? Yeah, that's done. <laughs> <laughs> so how did the Waterbed Network come about? What's the origin story? The origin story, good question. So we um, were birthed from an idea which was effectively emotional ecology or, or a deep connection to nature. And we discussed this a lot as a founding team um, and with our founder, Ellen Vindemut, um, that you know we really wanted to build a platform that challenged the, the status quo in, in the industry. So we like to say that we try to create systems change but that's you know from inside to out so actually trying to affect positive industry change but also you know intrinsic behavior change in 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 the audiences that we speak to um ellen uh produced a film exec produced a film called my octopus teacher um if you if you know that uh project um so we had this pretty bonkers uh year where we were 
getting the capital together to launch the network um, while launching my Octopus Teacher, which was sold to Netflix by one of our shareholding companies off the fence. And we, um, yeah, had a bit of a crazy experience, obviously, because my Octopus Teacher went on to win an Academy Award and a BAFTA and a hundred other things uh, while we were launching the network. But basically, the network was born from this idea that we need more stories like the story that Craig was sharing, which was a deeply personal human story, but also a story about nature and reconnection and recovery and spirituality and faith and all that kind of stuff. So uh, that led rise to us going, if we are going to launch something like Water Bear, how are we going to do it? And and then we started to design a list, a kind of manifesto um, that was what we kind of crappily called the I don't like list, um, which was a list of things that pissed us off about the industry. And, you know, that was everything from greenwashing to a lack of transparency around data to being charged to do good to subscription models, because at that time, this was just before subscription was, was, was going a bit haywire, which it is now. Um, but we, I guess, kind of astutely were like that doesn't seem like a pool we want to play in so that kind of gave rise to a, a network that um we were going to call water bear um and yeah we'll talk about it but water bears are these amazing micro animals uh called tardigrades that you may know of that live all around the world um you know under the sea in oceans um on volcanoes you know and even on the moon um and they're basically the most resilient animals on earth they're the most resilient creatures that exist on the planet so they are the most responsive and or resilient to change um, and can kind of withstand you know extreme pressure extreme heat and we were like they seem like a pretty cool mascot for how amazing um the natural world is if only we'd give it a chance and reconnect ourselves to to nature so origin story was a bit varied but it was basically a bunch of very passionate creatives very passionate business people non-profit leads, entrepreneurs, um, storytellers, filmmakers all coming together and saying, how do we do something a bit different? And I remember when the the news story about the tardigrades, like being able to live on the moon came out. That was a few years ago. Was that when Water Bear was already established? Because that's pretty cool. When I was in discussions about the company, um, someone was asking me about about that article. They they basically, when when people who didn't know what Water Bears were, were finding out about the business they assumed that we'd had something to do with this moon acti- right, okay, activation yeah. right so uh i got asked the question of like how big is your pr budget because basically the bbc news headline read water bears found on moon it would be pretty cool pr stunt no <laughs> yeah well i mean yeah it's definitely on the on the long list i think our budget doesn't quite stretch that far but um <laughs> i think yeah definitely would like to do some kind of moon projection at some point i think that would be quite cool well, yeah, you heard it here first. Um, I really enjoyed the article that you wrote for The Drum. I think it was the back end of last year about how brands can make an impact through this new way of storytelling. So I'd love to know for personally for you, why is that your mission and why you're choosing to focus your time and energy on that now? That is a great question. We we believe in brands is the the, the really short answer. Not every brand and, you know, there's a big gray area around this greenwashing challenge that we face um and we can we can get into that but basically brands sit at the heart of of culture audience budget um they're kind of like the the perfect secret recipe for amazing storytelling but i think lots of brands have not necessarily understood the power of what great storytelling great filmmaking great content can actually do for their brand 
but also for the planet, for the communities that they're talking to. Um, there's been this kind of traditional marketing communications. Um, oh, and we don't necessarily get involved with with films and, and and filmmaking. And kind of we're trying to at Water Bear bridge bridge the gap and and really get brands funding impact stories. And that is hugely important to our vision because we want to be free and advertising free. And the only way we can exist is is with the support partnership. And these are not just kind of donations from brands, right? We offer a commercial relationship a commercial ROI that's built around awareness and audience and action and impact and you know there's a really exciting model that we're building here and more and more partners are now coming out of the woodwork wanting to work with us because of you know obviously the way the world is going but also the results that we're delivering for our for our partners which are which are pretty special I won't name the brand but it's let's just say it's a very famous watch brand that probably gives it away but they now have impact KPIs in their board reporting because of the conversations that we've been having. So that, again, is about internal transformation. So, yeah, brands sit at the heart of our vision, I believe, over the next decade in terms of the problems we have to solve as a global society. They also sit, you know, with with the power to, to make significant systems change. Um, and actually storytelling allows them to bridge the gap authentically between the challenges that they're facing as a company now internally to try and, you know, fix supply chains and, you know, inspire their entire workforce with, you know, who they are as a company. I think storytelling bridges the gap between those kinds of challenges um, and and actually the audiences that they're trying to they're trying to reach and inspire. But more than that, they need to turn that storytelling into measurable impact, not just doing less bad. You know, lots of people talk about companies, about how we can do less bad and hit targets. But actually what we want to take them towards is actually transformation and actually you know doing proper proper good you know this is a world that I actually live in so I've worked um, building brands for businesses and driving revenue for the last nine years and all of this fits in with the B Corp movement and the requirements that businesses now have from their consumers to actually care about more than just selling their product I think I read somewhere that you're on a mission to turn water the water bear network into a B Corp so how's that going we are now a B Corp Oh, incredible. Oh, amazing. Very well then. <laughs> yeah, it's going well, um, which is which is cool. So we became a B Corp late last year, um, which is very exciting. I think we're one of the world's first streaming B Corps. Um, I think there might be one other, um, but the only one you've ever heard of. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Yeah, it's been, it's been beautiful doing that because I think we are a new business. So we're kind of writing the rules. Um, at the moment and really listening to the world and the industry and our team, which is our kind of greatest uh, shareholder, stakeholder. Um, And it's been a real benchmarking exercise for us to make sure the process that we're adhering to internally and externally is really, you know, on point. Um, But actually more than that, we're now in wider conversations with the movement, the B Corp movement, about how we can, you know, use our storytelling, use our platform to really affect a positive impact on that movement, get get more um, people understanding what it really means to be a B Corp, um, which is something that we're, we're working on quite, quite heavily behind the scenes that I can not possibly say any more about. But um, there's a really exciting um, opportunity to be had for us as part of the B Corp movement and, and bringing those those networks uh, into into the storytelling that we do at Waterbear. Can you give us a bit of a whistle-stop tour of your career to date? So pre-Waterbear, what were you doing and what did that look like? Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm actually a biologist kind of by trade. So 
I really fell in love with the natural world as a as a kid and um, just studied it and and loved it. It was just one of those subjects that always was a was a passion project. Uh, but I always kind of was slightly caught up in the idea of I didn't want to be a scientist and I didn't want to just you know stick myself in a jungle somewhere although I've done a fair bit of that too um and you know when I was in Madagascar actually on a research project um met this army photographer um who I just basically annoyed for for three months in the jungles of Madagascar and said please teach me how to take photographs and I had this crappy camera that that I was kind of learning how to use and you know it was like a crash course in how to take great great photography um not that I was great but you know it was just it was just a baptism of of everything that I loved it was you know nature and image making and creativity and storytelling um and that was it I was hooked I came back signed myself up to do a a, a kind of apprenticeship and masters with with the BBC natural history unit which was an incredible uh, education in, in how to tell great stories and, and was down in Bristol, which was kind of the mecca of, um, of, of this kind of stuff. And, and that led to a number of different career moves, uh, across the kind of agency world, but really everything I've ever done has, has focused on creating impact. And I can kind of proudly and very luckily say that I've managed to go from one project to the next, which has always been centered on this idea of how to make the world a better place. And, and, and I, have told stories, made films, been a photographer, um, run a, a non-profit called the European Nature Trust, which was a which is an incredible uh, foundation that we were funding rewilding and, and conservation projects all around Europe. Um, and that actually led me to meeting Ellen, um, where we were starting to kind of um, work on some big film projects together. Uh, and then, you know, one thing led to another. Water Bear was talked about and from the second we were we were talking about Water Bear. I was hooked and joined um, as the kind of first first full time employee of, of Water Bear, and that was four years ago. So um, it's been a it's been a whirlwind um, four years because we're now a team of knocking on fifty on our third funding round, and um, yeah, things are things are starting to move to a to a really cool place. But yeah, that's a, a whistle stop of my of my career, very much focused on conservation, nature based solutions, and 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 creativity. Which leads us on nicely to the question that I ask everyone, which is, so what does the topic of creativity mean to you? We talk a lot about where we want the company to go um, and this whole question around AI and, you know, algorithms and, and all the things that we're playing with in the, in the tech space. Um, and I often, when asked by students and young people, you know, what what should I focus on? In, in my life and, and creativity for me is that great um, human uh, thing that I think can allow people to, to, to really um, bridge the gap between some of the problems we see in the world and some of the solutions that we're trying to find. Um, and I think for me, young people around the world should be incredibly inspired by the idea of focusing on those, those creative arts as a way of, of, of chasing those solutions. It's really not a case of creativity for creativity's sake which I also believe in but I do just see creativity as a way to actually you know bridge that gap between problem and solution um and I think we if we can inspire the next generation to 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 focus on those creative arts which can be really rough at times and I think we need to do a lot more in the industry to support that transition to support that next generation of talent because you know it it 
can be sometimes hard to stick at it like I'm sure you went through in, in your life uh, when you know like me the bank balance doesn't look great and you're thinking about how to figure out the next chapter um, and I think we can we can do a lot more to bridge those those gaps to, to solutions. Yeah, I mean, 100% agree. It still feels like there's a lot of closed doors unless you've, you know, got away to bankroll your creative endeavours early on, at least. Um, and so what's your creative output, I guess, outside of um, running, you know, the Water Bear Network? Are you still taking photos? I am, actually. I just dug my dug my um, Nikon F3. Um, Nikon, also one of our great partners uh, at Water Bear, um, but just dug my my old film camera out of the box um which which was cool um and have been snapping away with film photography realizing how hard it is and how um desensitized to actual proper film photography i've been over the last decade with 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 digital and actually just yeah big shout out and respect to all the film photographers out there um it's it's a different art and i've just really loved over the last um few years getting back into that um which is cool you know taking my first roll of film in a very long time to the development shop and and getting them to develop it and getting the results back and be you know horribly disappointed yeah. <laughs> <with the> results. <laughs> uh and then going again and again and again and now now you can just about see the images i'm trying to create yeah a little bit less disappointed <laughs> yeah, exactly um something cool that we're doing at the company as well is um you know much like say a gym brand or, or an exercise brand where you can go to the, the the gym whenever you want during a working day which which we believe we're big believers in coming to the office we love you know the the, the team we've got here we've got an average age of about 33 um in in the company um if not a bit younger now uh so we really believe in everyone coming to the office and absorbing you know that that creative you know problem solving in in the company because we've got some big challenges ahead you know as a small business in some very tif- difficult times for for the for the world but we really believe in people um, just consuming great film. Um, so the big, the big thing that we want everyone at the company to do is 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 be able to watch great great films and content and take time. You know, sometimes I think all you need in a busy, stressful day is to go and take half an hour and watch a great short film, and then you're recharged and re- and ready to go. So, really trying to create the spaces in the office for people to be able to do that. My big dream is you know to have a have a screening room and cinema in our office one day because I just think being able to switch off and unwind and immerse yourself in another world for, for half an hour is, you know, it's a, it's a form of meditation. It's a form of um, break. So we're really trying to, to push the the team to, to do that as much as possible as possible. Um, but yeah, photography has always been my, my passion and of course making films and, and, and watching films. So really trying to, to get hopefully personally back into a bit of that over the coming, coming years, but um, can't quite find the hours in the day at the moment with uh, everything that we've got going on. Maybe a bit like asking you to, you know, choose your favourite pet or your ch- favourite child or something, but what's your top recommendation for what someone should watch on the Water Bear Network in the coming weeks? Oh, I never know how to answer that question. Um, let me give you a range. Uh, kind of classic feature documentary. Um, check out a film called Racing Extinction. Um, that's uh, a film made by a, a great documentarian called Luisa Hoyos, um, who uh, is is just an incredible, um, yeah, voice in the industry for for good storytelling. So yeah, check out Racing Extinction if you've got a bit of time. The point of Water Bear is we've kind of got lengths and times for for everyone at whatever time in the day, so you can always you know dip it into something shorter. Uh, one of my favourites um, 
that we've put out recently is a short form series called Every Living Thing, which is hilarious, kind of funny, fast paced uh, exploration of of some of the endangered species in in the world, which just is just puts a really good light hearted spin onto things, and it's really worth worth watching that. Um, and then maybe a small um, top secret announcement um, will be we are launching our next kind of original production um on march 17th on the platform probably yeah six weeks to go now and this is a um experiment with a docufiction style uh format so it's going to be much more scripted um and it's a short film exploring the uh refugee crisis um in the uk but through this docufiction kind of scripted reality story um the film is called matar um and let's just say it features quite a lot of the heavyweight talent behind um a recent incredible film on netflix called the swimmers if you've seen the swimmers mm. um so yeah definitely look out for that on the platform coming up on on march 17th we're also doing some pop-ups in london um and doing some really cool stuff with uh, our campaign partner choose love so yeah check that out this is like, you know, geeky side note. This is very exciting news for me because I've been trying to get Hassan Akkad on the podcast for so long and he said yes. And then he's been so busy making these incredible films. So that's really, really exciting to hear that. Hassan, if you're listening, get on it. <laughs> Hassan, Hassan's amazing. We've enjoyed every minute of working with him. For someone listening who is an aspiring filmmaker or is already making films um, and has a really great idea for a film that's going to create impact but doesn't know how to get started, what would your advice be to them? Firstly, you're not alone. Um, there's there's a lot, lot of people out there like that. And I think one of the big things we're trying to solve in the industry is to get more funding flowing from 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 funders through to, to emerging and, and young and and ideally and hopefully diverse talent um that's a big part of what we do we often say that at water bear we're trying to bridge three gaps which is the knowledge gap the action gap but most importantly the skills gap actually getting people to actually pick up cameras and and, and bridge bridge those um big kind of chasms that we see in the industry i guess my advice would be um go to film festivals uh, again easier said than done but a lot of them are um online these days or hybrid so you can actually get some quite cost effective and uh, low carbon footprint options to actually attend film festivals watch tons of films and meet as many people in the industry as you can get hold of delegate lists i probably shouldn't say that but um get hold of delegate lists and just play the numbers game you know fire out conversations um fire out um requests for meetings and just be as persistent as you possibly possibly can can be i think there is a need and obviously talking from water bear's perspective here but the amount of incredible short form um storytelling that is going on in the world that doesn't have a home right it, it it kind of does the festival circuit maybe it will then maybe go to youtube and and that's where it will sit for 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 the rest of the time i think we're starting to curate a lot more of this incredible um impact short form storytelling on on water bear so do my kind of final bit of advice is come to us um we are often trying to not only finance great short film projects but but also provide a home for for those those short film projects. I think one of my other kind of bits of advice in the filmmaking process is I can't tell you how many times we see 
half finished projects <laughs> um and i know it's um always a case of funding and people kind of going okay go i'll go and shoot you know those first two bits of the production and then you know we'll try and then use that to then go and raise more funding and then the project will then sit um you know dormant for for another you know three six twelve whatever months while while fundraising is happening my kind of personal belief is try and put your arms around a project and and and, and be quite realistic with what you're trying to achieve um and actually get it done and then move on to the next one right i see so many projects that you know go on for years and years and years and years um but actually I, what i would suggest is maybe manage expectations get the project finished to a standard that you're at least comfortable with you know put a bow around it get it into the hearts and minds of relevant people in the industry and we can definitely help with that and then move on to the next project because i think one of these the curses is that you know these projects drag on and on and on and not allowing people to actually move on to to what they need to do so yeah just a few a few thought starters no I think that's incredible and, and and really practical advice and I think it's what's missing so often is you know talking about this idea of kind of of gatekeeping particularly within the creative industries there is a reality to actually just having to get out there and email so many people and as you say play the numbers game and I don't think enough people talk about that so um yeah I really appreciate that thank you no pleasure. Um, there's there's plenty more um, to say. There's there's some fantastic foundations and, and grant giving organisations that we work with, and again, very happy to to make some suggestions and introductions. But people who are really trying to focus on 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 building that next generation of of, of creative talent. Um, I also think um, find a mentor, and and again, <laughs> plenty of, of of mentors in Waterbear and, and the company, but. Uh, yeah try and you know stress test ideas massively um, before you know charging into them and as I say put put your arms around a project you know really work on it work on it work on it figure out exactly what the optimum you know strategy is for the for, for the execution of the creative and then actually go and get the money together which I know is the the age old hard bit um, but I think the, the more you more projects you can get through um, rather than clinging on to this big pipe dream um, I think is actually a, a better approach. Sam, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. No, you're, you're very welcome. Thank you for having me.